podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. Uh, With me today is Chris Rigoni. What's going on, Dolphins? And his father, Louis Rigoni. Hey, hey, Dolphins. Enough with the father stuff, Mike. I mean, let's just, you know, Chris Rigoni, Lou Rigoni. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to uh you don't have to put me out there. You know, it makes me sound old, Mike. Okay? Old. Well. All right, never mind. <laughs> we have not talked about the Houston game and uh our team was pretty damn impressive. What did you take away from that game, Lewis? Oh, wow. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, it was dominance to be honest with you. I mean, what was interesting about this game as compared to week one is that they finished drives, you know, where they weren't able to in week one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I felt the offense in week one of the preseason, they did a really good job moving the football, but then didn't finish. So it's it's useless, when you know, when you look at that. And it's, you know, it, it kind of puts a, a whole hum on it. But um, this week, wow. I mean, Thompson looked really good as far as I was concerned. I mean, Me he looked. He looked very poised out there. He ran the offense extremely well. Tua did a really good job after his first pass of the game, which, you know, just kicking yourself. You're like, what, what, what is going on here? But, you know, he bounced back well and completed the rest, most of the rest of his passes that he threw for the day. So, you know, as far as the guys running the show, they did a great job and they dominated the Texans. And, um, you know, we can talk about more in regard to the individual players as we go about. But, you know, I was just impressed by the absolute dominance on both sides of the football. They, they did an outstanding job, and that's kind of what you want to see. You know, and, you know, I know people don't want to make too much of a preseason game, but, you know, you don't want to see what we saw in week one. You know, you want to see more of what we saw in week two here going into the season. It builds confidence. Uh, you know, from all the players, it, it, you know, gives them a winning attitude. And I think it's an absolute necessity, you know, to play the type of football that they did um, last week. You know what it does more than anything else, I think? I think it gives the players confidence in the system. Yes, absolutely. Yep, exactly. Confidence as a whole, all the way around, Mike, in, in themselves, in the system, yep. in the coaching. Absolutely. Chris, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. We saw Mike White really in week one, and we, we saw uh, Thompson in, in week one and week two. Who's your second-string quarterback if you had to make that decision? For me, it's going to be Thompson. Um, he already had a playoff game experience last year, which was big. It's his second year in the system. And for me, when I was watching him in this past game, it seems like the game slowed up a lot to him. Like He looked like he was that. in control. As compared to last year, at times it just—he looked like he was overwhelmed. And yeah, a lot more just, poise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a couple plays in this past game where 
they had a f- free rush at him and he still managed to pump fake and get yep. a completion out of a couple of those. Um, and we saw him run once or twice, but I've said it before. I want to see more out of him when the play breaks down and he takes off for a first down or, but I definitely feel a lot more comfortable with Thompson than I do with white up to this point. What about you, Lewis? Yeah. I mean, you brought up a good point, Chris, in regard to his ability to run with the football. I think, you know, that's a major advantage that he has over Mike White. You know, Mike White's not a big, you know, as far as I know or as far as what I have seen of him in games that he's quarterbacked for the Jets. I mean, which is, you know, which isn't a whole lot. And of course, you know, what we saw of him, you know, in the preseason game uh, two weeks ago, uh, I think that Thompson brings a different you know, a different element and more to the quarterback position in regard to his ability to run with the football. And yeah, I'm in agreement on that. I mean, you know, as of right now, you know, and I, I felt even going into the season that Thompson would be okay. I mean, he's, he's already uh, come forward and said that, you know, he knows the playbook and he understands the system a hell of a lot more already this year than he did all of last year. Um, and that's coming directly out of the horse's mouth. So, you know, with that being said, I think he's got some advantages. You know, he's worked with all these guys. You know, that's the other advantage. You know, all of these players, you know, whether it be the first string or the second string receivers, tight ends, offensive linemen, he's worked with this whole team, basically. So, you know, he's got somewhat of an advantage there. Um, you know, Mike White advantage, him and Barrios played together last year. so. He's got one in his column, but, you know, I think Thompson has a lot more advantages in his column. So, yeah, I like Thompson right now going into week three of preseason. He threw a really nice deep ball, too, that his first throw of the game. I mean, I know it wasn't a completion because Cedric Wilson's a little Should've bit been. slower than the rest. Yeah, but, I mean, that was a that was a great ball. Yeah, he put it there right where – I mean, yep. he put it right where it needed to be. It was a nice pass. And um, Wilson technically should have had it. I know it, was it wasn't a, it an was easy catch. It was a beautiful catch. pass. And no, it wasn't an easy catch, but it's a catch he should have made. It's a catch yeah. he's got to make. You, yep. know, um, you know, the, um, it, it was interesting, you know, to say the least. Um, you know, but Thompson does look good. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens now in week three. I mean, obviously, you've got White and uh, concussion protocol. So, he's probably not even going to see the field this week. So, again, advantage Thompson going in the week one because he's going to probably get the majority of the playing time in this uh, final preseason game. Wouldn't you guys think? I would. Yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead. Chris, you you saw the game, and uh, Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts? My first initial thoughts were, man, we ran the ball over 30 times. And not only do we run the ball over 30 times, we ran effectively. Uh, I think we had over 200 yards rushing combined. Yeah. Um, I really liked what I saw out of Ahmed. He's shown flashes, but I mean, that that seemed like it was his game. Other than that, I really like this Chris Brooks, this rookie. I mean, he's big. He runs with tenacity. I mean, he just brings something to the table that we don't really have in our running back room. I mean, Mostert showed that he can be a little bit of a power back last year, but you know, at 31 years old and the injury history, I don't know how much we want him running into fellows, but uh, yeah, Chris Brooks is really, really came along. This He's preseason. intriguing from yeah. what we've seen, but I think that he's probably a practice squad candidate. 
Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I'd, rather, through, right? I'd rather see him make the team than Gaskin. I mean, Gaskin kind of brings what the other running backs bring in our running back room. Brooks brings something a little bit different. Uh-huh. That is true. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you go down the depth chart, you know, you've got you've got guys, obviously A-Chain, who we haven't discussed. You know, you've got him, you've got Ahmed, you've got Gaskin, who are all very similar in the fact that they can't catch the ball out of the backfield. They do a good job. And, they're you know, they're kind of, um, you know, the same type of running backs. Um, you know, this kid Brooks does bring a different dimension, you know, in regard to running the football. You know, if you need a third and one and you put him in end gold in the backfield, you know, you may have a nice tandem there down by the goal line, you know, that type of thing. You know, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, I agree with you, Chris. I think Gaskin is um, is expendable. I mean, you know, how many of these type of guys do you need, right? You kind of want, you know, different guys that do things a little bit differently and a little bit better in, in certain ways um, on the table there, you know, for different situations over the course of a football game. So, you know, I just don't know if Gaskin's is, is a necessity. I think Ahmed... And I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I, I think he solidified his spot on this team with that with that effort last week. You know, I don't see any way, you know, in, in any way, shape, or form that he's going to be, you know. A, a I don't cut. know what it is about Ahmed, but they really have never given him a legit opportunity to win that starting running back job. So there's something about him that they're not comfortable with, and I can't imagine what it is. Probably his size. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he's Maybe. a smaller guy, so, you know, I mean, even A-Chain, I mean, it sucked to see him go down, but he got slammed and then somebody fell on his shoulder before, and he's a smaller guy, so he's got to try to avoid those big contacts he as much as He needs to go into can. the offseason next year and do that uh, jujitsu with two of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe but, they could, you know, go at each other, Mike. There you go. You know, <laughs> um, you know the, the, th- the thing about Ahmed is this, Mike, is that, you know, like Chris said, he, he's 5'11". He, he's not even 200 pounds. He's not a big guy. The, the interesting thing about Ahmed, doesn't it seem like he's been here forever? It does. <laughs> he's 24 years old. Yeah. He's a young guy. Right. He's not going anywhere, guys. Um, you know, he, he's going to be on this football team. There's guys that are better in front of him, Mike. I mean, that's been the situation, I think, you know, and the fact that he is a little small. You know, I think Mozart, you know, when you compare the two, Mozart's a better running back, um, you know, as far as running with the football. He's a speedster. Med's got really good speed. I just don't think he's as fast as Mozart. And Mozart's a little bit bigger guy. So, you know, I think you've got guys in front of him. But, you know, I will say this, you know, in games last year, Mike, when Mozart and those guys were down, we were seeing Ahmed getting opportunities. And he was being productive. You know, if you go back to some of those games in the second half of last year, Ahmed played extremely well when, when given the opportunity. So I was excited about that effort. You know, Brooks, as Chris mentioned, had a nice game. You know, Mozart had a nice touchdown run down by the goal line where he cut back against the grain and, you know, just walked into the end zone. Um, you know, A-chain... You know, he averaged over four yards a carry, but, you know, nothing nothing spectacular. He had a 20-yard run, I think, and you take that away, and his other five carries went for, like, seven yards. So I read this morning we had 18 plays that went over 10 yards. 
Yeah, that's nice, right? Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think the running back position, guys, you know, I mean, you know, we'll get into we'll get into the Jonathan Taylor situation a little bit after we get off this game, but you know, I, I think the running back position is, is fine. You know, throw your attention towards something else. Now, you know, Jonathan Taylor obviously is a great football player, but I think that this, you know, this this backfield is is got a lot of talent there. And um you know, I think they can get us through this season and and be very productive. We're not comparing any of our backs to Jonathan Taylor, are we? No, by no, no. means. No, okay. that's that's exactly what I thought I just said. But what uh, I thought you said was they're all talented. So no, they're all they're all talented, and we'll t- you know we'll talk about the Jonathan Taylor situation in a bit. You know, I have a question for you guys, real quick. What'd you have, Mike? You ready to say something? I'm no, sorry. go ahead. Um, you know, in regard to the receiving core, you know, what was your take, guys, on that? You want to go first, Mike? No, I, yeah, you can go first. That's fine. Well, as far as this past game, I mean, it seemed like everybody was making plays. Easy made a couple plays. Craig Craft made one play. Barrios made a couple plays, including that touchdown. Even Ahmed caught that one out of the backfield for a touchdown. Um, I think we, we've kind of talked about it before. I think that third wide receiver position is going to be kind of a mixture of Barrios, Uzukama, Craycraft. We didn't even talk about Chosen. Chosen played last game, right? Yes. He just didn't really, you know, they didn't really go to him too much. One target, um, yeah. Another guy who was getting a lot of time, too, was uh, number 89, Julian Hill, the tight end. I was kind of surprised with that. thought we'd see a little bit more of the rookie that we drafted but um yeah yeah i mean in the passing game there was a couple different guys making plays nobody no one in particular like took over the game but it Mm -hmm. was nice especially when Tua was in Tua was kind of getting the ball to different players on that second drive which was nice to see yeah i thought they played well we talked about the drop that maybe shouldn't have been but yeah you know that's gonna happen in football but by and large i thought the receivers did pretty well yeah, I hate to see, you know, uh, Waddle not out there, though, you know. Yeah, but if they haven't announced anything as far as what actually happened, I don't think it's too serious. I think they're just being... I think he hurt his ribs. I think yeah. that's what it is, because I think he fell on the ball. Yeah. But we, I'm not positive, you know. That's just my guess. But uh, in, any, in any case, uh, you know, he should be coming back soon. Uh, he's, he's not... It's not a long-term injury, at least that's yeah. what they're saying. But he did not practice yesterday, so for whatever that's worth. Yeah. My, my take on the receiving position, and this is the thing that I loved, was the fact that it was spread around. Because, yes. you know, I've been calling for that. And, you know, that may have a lot to do with the fact that Waddle's not in right now. But We've Tyree Kill, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, the thing is this, is that when you look at, you know, the breakdown and you look at these first two games, the thing that we've also been calling for is the fact that they're utilizing the the running backs out of the backfield and they're doing it quite often. And that's an element of the game that was missing all through last season. As far as I was concerned, we've talked about it a million times. And, you know, you're noticing guys like Ahmed getting a lot of opportunities out of the backfield. And of course, A-Chain getting the ball out of the backfield. It's a great thing to see. And, you know, going forward, you know, let's just hope that they continue to do that going into the season. 
you know, the thing I want to see is I want to see, um, you know, the chosen get involved in, in, in this passing game and, you know, and see where he's at because, you know, we've noticed every other guy. I mean, Barrios over these first couple of games has made plays and Craig Craft has and Easy E has. Even Cedric Wilson has been involved, but we really haven't seen much at all out of Chosen. So it's going to be interesting. You know, I don't know how many receivers they're going to keep when it's all said and done. I mean, what are your thoughts? Like six? Probably five you or know, so. so you, you've got Hill. And you've got Waddle, and then past that, you figure there's four guys, right? You got to figure Barrios is here, you know, because of obviously he's going to be our special teams guy. So I mean, those those are three that are that are definites. Past that, you know, what do we have? You know, you're looking at probably Chosen, Craycraft, and Easy E, and that's the extent of it. Am I, or Cedric probably. Wilson? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to go. You've got four guys there. Now, if you keep right. seven receivers, you know. Then you're keeping a, three running backs. Keeping three running backs or you're only keeping a few tight ends on Correct. your roster, which I don't see. Yeah. You know, right now I think, you know, you're going to absolutely see Higgins, you know, make the, make the team and obviously Smythe. And, you know, I think Connor just got um, activated. Taken off PUP. Taken yes. off PUP. So, they tend to like him as well. And this kid that you talked about, Mike um, Hill, or was it Chris? Did we talk about that during the podcast? Yeah, it was, it was me. Yeah, I mean, Hill, they played quite a bit last week. So I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But, I mean, there's, there's going to be an odd man out as far as I'm concerned. And that's if we don't see another young guy develop into the mix as well. I mean, he'll probably wind up on special teams you know, one of the younger guys. But, you know, with that being said, if they do keep six receivers, then there is an odd man out here. And I think Wilson's going to stick simply because of his contract. Yep. So somebody's going to probably go. So That's it's going to be interesting. Show, <laughs> What's that? That's next week's show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Going, on going to through what? the roster. On the what? I just want to throw a shout out to our offensive line coach, Butch Barry. I, I thought – that was the best offensive line play I've seen out of this team in a long, long time. And granted, it was preseason, and granted, you know, they weren't going against the best defense in the world, but I really thought that they did a good job, especially in the running game. Yeah, I mean, there was two guys that I noticed that had a couple pen penalties and were getting blown up. One was uh, Keon Smith, number 71. He was playing the left tackle. I think he jumped off sides once or twice, and he got blown up. I kept looking. I'm like, who is? Because he has the helmet that's similar to Armstead. And I'm like, that's not Armstead, but it kind of looks like Armstead because this dude's 6'5", <laughs> 300 pounds. He's huge. But I'm like, man, this guy. And then uh, Cedric, I don't know how to say his last name. Ojubihi. <laughs> he, he didn't, yeah, he didn't have a great game plan at that right tackle. Booga, booga, booga. Cedric, booga, booga, booga. Yeah, that was those two guys where it looked like they were getting either blown up or getting called for penalties. But other than that, I thought the offensive line play was pretty great. I mean, it's got to be if you run for over 200 yards, you know. Yeah, Smith, Smith's a guard. Um, if he was playing that left tackle position. No, he, uh, he's listed as tackle. Is he? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. I have him as a third string uh, 
guard on on the uh, depth chart. But who hmm. knows? I mean, they bounce these guys around. You know, the thing is, Chris, is that you know you got Armstead, you got Kendall Lamb right behind him, and um, you know, and then you've got Christian. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys. I mean, you know, I, I can't see this guy may, even making the team. I, I wouldn't, especially with that effort. I, I saw the same thing you did. So. Yeah. Keon Smith has taken 88 snaps in the two games, and his pass blocking grade is 65-6, which is not bad. But, yeah. uh, yes. And the run blocking, not so good, 35.4. <laughs> right. You know, and there, there's been talk of him you know, taking that left guard position. I mean, right now, you know, with the injury to Robert Jones, it's going to open the door up for somebody, whether it be Lester Cotton, whatever the case may be. I mean, I know Cotton's been getting praise as well, correct? Yep. I mean, how much did he play last week, Mike? You have that in front of you? Well, I have the combined uh, snaps, uh, 47 snaps. Yeah. Um, He only played one game, so I guess I guess that answers your question. Right. I got gotcha. you. And so, his pass blocking grade was 74-6, and his run blocking was 48-7. Gotcha. Yep. So, I mean, you know, again, these guys are going to be backups. You know, let's just hope that the starting five are a strong starting five. And as Mike mentioned right at the, you know, the start of this conversation, uh, the coach and, and the team itself did an outstanding job of blocking a um, lot of trap plays, you know, that sort of thing. Misdirection. Yeah, Misdirections, yeah. yeah. I mean, They just looked good in what they were doing. They did. They absolutely did. And keep in mind, that was without Armstead, you yep. know, in, in the lineup there. So it was a positive, no doubt. Yeah, hopefully they can carry that into uh, Los Angeles when they play the Chargers. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I'm for it, guys. I think that this team right now, with the way they're constructed, is going to lose players. I don't think there's a doubt about that because they are already $34 million over next year's cap. However, the cap is going to raise. It usually does, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to offset some of that. There are moves they can make to offset more of that. Uh, that's what they get paid for, you know, to, to figure these things out. But uh, if you're saying you've only got two years in this window to uh, get to a Super Bowl and hopefully win it, you've got to make moves like this. This is what you got to do. And, and you worry about who you're going to lose later. Right. It, well, I've always been under that philosophy. So <laughs> I got kind of mixed feelings about it. I mean... I'd love to have him. He's 24 years old. He's still got a lot of tread left on the tires. Well, I that's think, if his ankle recovers properly. There is some risk. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I think I read something to where this was like the first injury he's had dating back to high school or something like that. So the injury risk. I mean, there's always going to be injury risk with running backs. No, I but mean, I, there's risk that he may not heal well enough to be what he was. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, he seems like one of those guys that takes care of his body, too. So, I mean, I think that injury-wise, he'll be fine. It's just more so, what are we going to have to give up to get him? 
I mean, I'd give up a third round and maybe a fourth round to get him. But if we got to give up a second and a third, well, we're already. What they want is equivalent to a one. What mm-hmm. uh, four or five GMs said <laughs> is he's not worth that. He's, he's worth a day two pick, if that. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I mean, depending on what we have to give up and then he definitely deserves a new contract. And I think he deserves one in the top three to five running backs in the league. So it's like, I don't, I mean, I'm thinking more so long-term, but as far as right now, I'd love to have him. It's just more so what are we going to have to give up to get him? And then what are we going to have to pay him? Let me tell you why I'm for it. Mm -hmm. Number one, it takes tremendous pressure off Tua. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and that to me is important. Number two, it improves our short yardage game. Mm-hmm. Okay, it improves us running out the clock when we have a lead. Yeah, it rests our defense. Yeah, agreed. So Tommy those are four, those like are I, four reasons that I think are important. If you're if you're going for a championship, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mean to bring in a top three running back, I mean it it would bolster our offense so much. And like I said, that's why I kind of have mixed feelings because I'd love to have them, but we just keep digging ourselves in more and more of a hole yes. for the next couple of years, depending on how stuff plays out with Tua and, yep. you know, a couple other guys. I mean, I'd, I'll, ultimately, though, I'd love to have them. I just don't want us to give up a second and a third round and then pay the guy $15 million a year, especially when Christian Wilkins is sitting there scratching his head, Connor Williams, same thing. So, I mean, we got to take care of our own. But like you said, I mean, the salary. Those guys are under contract. Yeah. Okay, so there's no rush. Now, uh, next year, if they decide to, they can uh, put the franchise tag on Wilkins and he won't mm-hmm. like it, but yeah. they have that option. Yeah, but I think you want to see your team take care of its own. That way that attracts more yeah, free but they, agents. I read today that uh, he, the word is he's asking for about twice as much as you're going to have to pay the running back. Yeah, that makes sense. He's, that's $22, $24 million range. Wow. That's well, crazy. You know, they're in a situation even with Tua, right? I mean, they've got to make a decision on him at the end of this year yep. as well, correct? Well, they yep. picked up his option for next year as well, right? No, this is his fifth year option. Is it? This is his fourth year. Isn't it? Yeah, this is his fourth year. So I'm pretty sure we picked up his fifth year option, which goes into next season as well. Okay, so he's so under con- So Tua's under contract for this year and next year and as next well. next year? Okay. At the number that, you know, we agreed to. When you look at the situation, you know, if in fact they do bring Jonathan Taylor in, right, um, and they do pay him, right, right, um, isn't that a slap in the face to Wilkins? Like, I've been busting my ass here for years. No, you sit down with Wilkins, you put your arm around him, and you explain to him, we're trying to win a championship. We're going to take care of you. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, Mike, I think that that's been already – discussed and we're still (laughs) at where we're at you know what i'm saying i mean you know if they're not telling them those things then they're not doing the right thing by no means i mean if wilkins wants to win truly wants to win then he'd be fine with you know him being on board but the impression that i'm getting right now is that listen you know i want my money and and that's the extent of it of course he does i don't know if that's that's what the agent's job is right that's the agent's job, but you know, again, I don't like this type of thing because it is all speculation, 
Uh, but I wish they would keep it behind closed doors. I don't give a shit who's at fault. I, I just want I just want a contract signed at the end of the day. And, you know, I don't like the fact that it's out there and that this is happening and that's happening. I think that, you know, come week one, Wilkins is going to be on the football field and he's going to be playing his ass off. And and that's all that matters at this point. Um, you know, I just don't know if they continue to bring guys in and start paying them before they pay the guys that have been here for four or five years. If it, if it, you know, if it's, if it's a situation that you want to put yourself in. Now, Taylor will bring us to another level. If we're even thinking about winning playoff games, then, you know, that's a piece of the puzzle. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, going forward, you know, into next season and thereafter, I mean, I, you know, I don't know where it brings us. I mean, if you guys seriously think that that's going to make us a Super Bowl contender by bringing them in, by all means. But well, you I think it gets you closer. There's no guarantees. <laughs> right. It does get you closer. There's no doubt about that. But, um, you know, does it win it? That's the question. Does it win it? I think if you bring him in, he, he's probably worth a game. You know what I mean? There's one game where he's going to run out the clock and allow you to win when maybe you would have turned the ball over and uh, allowed the other team a scoring opportunity. You know, he gives you the possibility also of when you're playing a Kansas City or you're playing a Cincinnati uh, to use more time of possession. Exactly. That's exactly what I was just about to say. I mean, that's one of the best things about having a guy like Jonathan Taylor is you control the game clock. You know, you try to keep these top tier quarterbacks off the field and you know, they can bring a lot get, of balance to our offense. Yeah. And too, if they get know? too heavy in the box, then you've got Hill and Waddle who are going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Without, without a doubt. It would I be mean, something it, to see. It does bring a different element, you know, and you can also go back to, well, what are we going to give up for him, right? I mean, my thinking is, is that the Colts are going to want draft picks and players because obviously you but, have well, to what they want and what they're going to get may be two different things. I was reading this morning an article uh, where uh, – uh, they had pulled four or five, uh, you know, uh, GMs and those type of people. And uh, most of them seem to agree that he's not worth more than a second-day pick because of his contract and the fact he's uh, coming back from an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So he, he, they're not going to get what they want. They're not going to get what they would have gotten had he been healthy and maybe not as expensive. But they don't have to trade him either. I mean, you know, they're like, you know, right. they're, they're not in it. He's on the contract as well. So, right. I mean, it's a situation where they don't have to trade him. And the owner has already said that he's not going anywhere. So, well, no, they, they, they gave him permission to, uh, his agent permission to uh, work out a trade. To work mm-hmm. out a trade. Gotcha. Yep. yep. Interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, the thing about it is this, is that if it is going to happen, happen now, you know, I mean, you don't want it happening a week before the season where, you know, you've got to, right. you know, try to get him up, 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 to, speed. To, up to speed. In a complicated offense. In a complicated offense. Exactly. It's going to be interesting. It really is. I mean, if, if, it, if what, it comes at the ankle, cost he may He may not be ready the first week, so. I think a little bit of that's exaggerated, though, Mike. I think Maybe. he's saying that, you know, his ankle is 
Because I've seen his ankle, his back, and then I guess he yeah, got maybe excused he's just for trying personal to stay, yeah, reasons. Yeah, maybe he's yeah. just trying to stay healthy, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. We can't. Protect himself. But <laughs> With the amount of guys that we have hurt constantly, I mean, right now <laughs> at the running back position, we have Wilson, A-Chain, and Gaskins who are all hurt at this right. point. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's, you know it's, it's part of the game. I don't – I mean, if it's not – I mean, obviously – they're going to give him a physical, right? If if there's a trade, right. the Dolphins are going to, right? You know, and if he fails the physical, or if they don't like what they see, then you know then, the, game, right. the game's no, not on. You know, right. I mean, yeah. so you know that's a stepping stone. If if in fact he does get traded here, that you know, hopefully they would cover themselves. You know, because the last thing we want, right, guys, is another guy brought in that's constantly injured which is you know which seems yeah but that's to be that's not his mo i mean this is his first significant injury yeah. that he's had oh absolutely i'm just saying that that's the last thing we want oh yes you know Agreed. um you know in regard to the situation so i mean they're they're gonna you know they're gonna do what's necessary to make sure that he's completely healthy before they pull the trigger now if they're only giving up a second or a third rounder for him fantastic you know, then you can turn around and you may trade a Jeff Wilson or somebody like that for a fifth or sixth rounder and call it a day. You know, get a draft pick back next year because guys will become expendable. I mean, do you really need a guy like Jeff Wilson on the roster at that point? You really don't. So, you know, it's a situation where you're going to see somebody, maybe even two guys get moved on out of here, you know, at that point. Yeah, just, it's going to be interesting. It it really is intriguing. It yeah, really it, it's it's a tough decision. It really is a tough decision. But I think because of what I've already mentioned, I would do it. You know, uh, guys, the thing that we didn't talk about is character here. I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy that right now is pushing the hand of the Colts, right? Yep. And, um, you know, we're seeing this more and more often in the NFL. You know, I don't know what type of guy he is. I would hope he's not a guy that, you know, comes in here and, you know, just demands this and that and so on and so forth. I mean, you know, I don't like this type of thing at all. You know, um, if he goes out and he performs, it is what it is, right? Who cares? But, yeah, I mean, uh, from, from. Yeah, we, we've seen Howard do it, right? Do you hate Howard, you know? Not at all. You know, yeah, if, if you're worth it, you're worth it. Get what you can get. If you're a bum and you want the world. Sorry, see you later. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean everything. Back I've to read on for one was, sec, guys. Oh, yep. Um, next year he it, it is his fifth year, and uh, his camp charge is twenty three point one million. So you know, if there's a possibility they give him a contract and lower that number, uh, that could also lower the salary cap. So there's things they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just that's depends assuming, on the season he yeah, throws that, out. Right? Well, that's what I was going to say. Depending on if uh, Tua shows worth. Absolutely. I mean, if he comes out and blows it up, then they're going to have to pay him. Yep. You know, that's going to be an interesting situation in itself. And you know, same goes for Waddle and some of these other guys going forward. But uh, yeah, I mean. It's interesting. It really is. I mean, we can't stay out of the news, right? You can't just have a nice, calm sea going into the season. It's always, you know, we are always connected to somebody, right? I mean, I don't know how (laughs) – I don't think – that there's 32 other teams in the NFL, and I swear we have news around our football team. It seems like week to week, even in the offseason, whether it's, you know, one thing or another. it never stops. 
I mean, my goodness, it just never ends. I mean, between Brady and you know Peyton, Peyton the, the co- head coach, and it's just always somebody. And then the whole talk about Cook, you know, over the over the uh, the whole um, off season. I mean, it just never ends, does it? It just never ends. Yeah, well, hopefully Cook has fun warming the bench for Brees Hall when he comes back this year. <laughs> and our defense shutting him down twice a year. Yeah, let's hope that that is the case. I love it. Our defense, we didn't even talk about them, um, you know, in regard to last week's game. They're going to be good. It's mm-hmm. just that simple. They're going to be good. You know, that secondary, I know the injury to Ramsey definitely hurts. I mean, it, without a doubt, because – I mean, you had it at so many different positions, just quality guys. But you see the way Long's playing. You know, Tyndale seems to be coming on strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got your the defense Dinkle. is fun. The defense is just interchangeable parts all over the place, and you gotta love it. You just, you just absolutely have to love it. I mean, when you're in offense and you're gonna try to attack this football team. You know, you got you got to seriously come up with a great game plan because up front is where it starts, and up front is where we are. We are extremely strong. Yeah, Agba looked pretty good the other night too. I saw him on a couple plays. He looks like he's back to back to his regular form. Yeah, Phillips. So? Go ahead, Mike. No, you think so? I mean, I think the jury is still out on Agba. Mm. I, I think he's fine. Yeah, I saw him. I mean. The quarterback got it out pretty quick, but he he flew in on one play, and I was like, all right, Agba, Agba's back. I mean, one of the things that he was so good at two years ago, too, was batting those balls at the line. And when Correct. you have a guy doing that mixed with Phillips and Chubb coming off the edge, I mean, it's – and then Wilkins <laughs> on the other side. Siler. Of him, I mean, it's Siler in the Woo. middle. I mean, this – and then Raekwon Davis, you got the oh. big 6'8 guy right in the middle. Woo. So, it's like – Oof. This line needs to just Jerome completely Baker dominate every 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 uh game. Yeah, Fangio has got a nice batch of talent here. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a lot of fun. What do you guys think of this Brandon Pill? Peely, Peely. I mean, I'm sorry. He looked pretty good. I mean, I saw I saw a couple plays that I was like, all right, he brings in. I him. thought he was <laughs> much better in the first game. Yeah, and then I, um, after one of the plays that he made last game, you could hear it in the broadcast. He screamed like he was, you know, <laughs> you, you love guys like that that bring that fire, you know. Yep. You know, we, we've talked about, you know, the injury to Ramsey, but, you know, there's a lot of guys. I mean, they got Bethel, who's a veteran, you know, Kahoo, who played quite well. I mean, they've got guys back there, you know, that, that you know, and if Trill Williams comes back somewhat healthy, and, you know, Cam Smith gets healthy, Needham, you know, Crossing, you know, those guys get healthy. Uh, you know, you've got a good amount of depth there. I mean, you can cover up that, you know, that, that, uh, that Ramsey situation pretty well. I'm confident in it, you know, because of the guys that we have around them for the most part. You know, we've got a lot of guys back there that, uh, you know, that can, that can um, help in quite a bit. And like we were just talking about, too, I think that, the defensive line is going to take a lot of pressure off the DBs. I mean, yeah. hopefully they're just causing havoc to the point where, you know, we've seen it in a couple of years past where it seems like the quarterback has all fucking day, or all day to throw, you know, <laughs> and then obviously somebody's going to get open at some point. 
Right. The fun thing about last year, you know, sometimes our, you know, our pass rush was non-existent, especially late in the year. It just seemed like, you know, they just weren't getting enough pressure on the quarterback at times. But I will say this, you know, in the two Buffalo games, well, the three Buffalo games, they did a really good job of harassing Josh Allen. And, um, you know, that's a positive. And I think they're going to be even better this year. And, you know, the Jet offensive line is is average at best. I mean, you know, if we dominate that offensive line, I don't give a shit who they have back there. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Cook, whoever the case, whoever it is, it doesn't make a difference. If they dominate that offensive line, then, you know, we'll beat up on the Jets. And I, I'm very confident in the fact that they will be able to do that. Yeah. It was funny because I've been watching – Hard knocks, and in the I think it was the second episode. I guess their offensive line was just getting dominated, and uh, Sala just went off on them. <laughs> and uh, even Rogers in that practice was because it was the, when they had joint practices. Rogers is looking around like, "Damn, is anybody going to block?" I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I mean, they're they have all these nice shiny pieces, but that offensive line is very much in question. And, you know, especially when they play us, they better they better be ready because we're going to bring it. Unfortunately, we're not going to play them for the first time until I think it's the end of November. But once we finally do, I mean, those those are going to be some fun games to watch. No doubt. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean even week one, they play Buffalo. So, I mean, right off the bat, they're going to they're going to have to prove themselves. Our division games this year more so than any other year that I can think of in years past, are all going to be awesome to watch. I mean, you, you t- even the New England games, you know, now that they have Zeke, you know, they've made some additions at the wide receiver position. It's going to be fun to watch every single division game this year. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the Jets – Last year, you know, they were an up-and-coming team. The defense was playing better, but the quarterback position was not very good. You know, the New England games, we thought they'd be an average football team. The Buffalo games were the games I really looked forward to. But this year, you know, the, the other three teams have all, you know, gotten a little bit better. And they're, they're going to they're gonna be fun to watch. They really are. I mean, they're going to be battles. I mean, big-time battles. And you know, obviously the division is going to be won, you know, by these games and, and who beats who. And, you know, I, I give us a, a real good chance of winning the majority of them. Yeah. And we're not going to have to wait long either because week two, Sunday night football in New England. I mean, that's going to be. First two weeks we have yeah. um, division games, right? Right out of the no, gate. No, we play the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers. Week, one. Yeah. Yeah. week two and week three are the, the division games, right? Buffalo and then yeah. uh, Jets. Got we it. do play Buffalo week three. Well, that, that one's in Buffalo from what I remember because yeah. I think Buffalo has to come to us in December when they're used to that cold blizzard. They're going to have to come down to the heat. and you know. Yeah, I'm glad they, they did that Yeah, me that's too. horseshit. It seems it like every you know, year, right? Every yeah, year we we're played the there. Bills in week four. We played Denver in week three. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I knew, that, I knew it was early. I wasn't quite sure when, but. You know, two division games, first four weeks of the season, great. You know, I like it. You know, why not? You know, go up there at Buffalo when the weather is gorgeous. You don't have to deal with snowballs being thrown. 
That was such horseshit, you know? It was. No, it was um, ice balls. <laughs> I mean, what's that, Mike? It was ice balls. Ice yeah. balls, whatever the hell it was. I mean, it was, it, it was horseshit. I mean, they should have just pulled the guys off the field right there and then. I mean, it was happening over and over again. I mean, it wasn't just one or two isolated incidents. It was continually going on and on and on. And, you know, the fact that they were allowing that to happen was just bullshit. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that either because I remember, I think, in the first quarter or the second quarter, they stopped the game and they actually gave them a penalty. And they were like, if you guys keep doing this, we're just going to keep throwing flags. And then yeah. the rest of the game, it's like they would show our bench and they were still pelting us with fucking or, Jesus, in the back, sorry, but, right, in the back. Yeah, with the... Um, with the snowballs and it's like these guys were or the fans at least were complaining so much about that early season game when we beat them in the heat and Diggs was so cramping funny. up and this that and the third but imagine us throwing heat balls at them you know it's like we, <laughs> no, we weren't doing anything how about if yeah. they came down here and we started throwing coconuts yeah, off our exactly. palm trees I mean, it was see that, if they that like was, that shit and they we need just to, need to bring a big magnifying glass. Bunch of crybabies. They were just pissed off that we. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they were just pissed off that you know we we beat their asses and they were making all kinds of excuses for it. Hey, you know what you're coming down to, right? You're coming down to Miami early in the season. You know, prepare yourself. You know, have them out there. You know, running. You know, in in he. I don't know what they needed to do, but that's their problem. I don't give a shit. You know, they're at an advantage when we go up there in December. We're at an advantage when they come down here. You know, that's the way it works. You know, they're, that's they're, it. they're big boys. That's they're football it. players. Don't give yeah. me this bullshit about the fucking heat. Excuse my language. But, but but the ice is something that could have hurt somebody. That's all. Yeah, oh, the exactly. ice thing that's is something, I, mm -hmm. Mike, that's above and beyond. I mean, yeah. it's one thing if it's sleet, you know, it's sleet coming out of the friggin' sky. You know, I mean, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, but you know, when you guys are purposely throwing ice balls at, at football players as they're trying to play a football game, you know, it's somewhat distracting. You know, I remember somewhat. in the middle of plays, guys were getting hit. I saw it yeah. a few times in the end zone, so on and so forth. You know, it just, it, it, it's just horseshit. But whatever, you know, we beat their asses twice this year. They'll be crying over one thing or another. Yeah. Oh, let's do it three times. <laughs> no, we don't want to. They may not even make the playoffs, Mike. If we beat them, if That's they, they do, prediction. I want to knock them out. Yeah, if we beat them <laughs> twice, uh, you know, then they got to worry about the Jets, you know, and depending on what happens in those games, you don't know. They get like three or four division losses alone. They the got suspense the is place. killing me, guys. The suspense is killing me. I'm I tired know. of this preseason stuff. I, I want to go up to I Los Angeles, it. beat the crap out of the Chargers, and have everybody talking positive about our team. Absolutely. Well, I read somewhere the other day, I think it was an article you posted in the uh, Facebook group, that the Liam, Liam Eichenberg experiment is over at left guard. Well, that's what they're saying because he didn't play last week, right? But is yeah. that enough evidence? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see them bring in Reisner, but supposedly him and our offensive line coach have some beef. So, well, then it's like not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if he hasn't gotten a contract yet and he wants to win and play in Miami, which is, you know, sounds like a good gig, you got to take the money. I mean, it's just weird that nobody's really tried to sign him. And from all the articles that I read, they say the same thing. Like, it's crazy that he still hasn't, you know, he still doesn't have a, a job 
All right. I got one question and then we'll close the show. Okay. My question is, how much, if at all, do you play the starters this week? Um, on the offensive side, especially Tua, I want to see him play at least one or two series. I mean, he's still, I mean, he, he hasn't played. Well, last week was his first game since Christmas. So yeah. you want to see him in the offense, especially like the newer guys, get into some, ki- some type of rhythm going into the season. Um, I don't think we should play him the whole first quarter or the whole first half or anything like that, but definitely one or two series I'd like to see. Lewis? Man, I mean, this this is really tough. I mean, the last thing you want to see are injuries. But, you know, I think for the quarterbacks, you know, I, I think it's a necessity, especially for Tua, to be out there. You know, I don't want to see any of the veterans out there more, you know, like a, a Tyreek Hill. I just don't think it's necessary. I think that I think that if Tua went out there for even a quarter, you know, had two or three series in that quarter, hopefully it's just one, you know, to where they go up the field and it's 12 play drive and they were like, you know what, we feel good about this, get him off the field. You know, I want to see him, you know, throwing the ball to guys like Chosen, Barrios, Craig Craft, Easy E, so on and so forth. So I'd like to see him running the offense initially. And then, of course, Thompson come in and run with these guys as well. You know, all the guys I just mentioned for at least the whole first half. Um, you know, as far as the offensive line goes, you know, the minute Tua comes out of the game, you bring them out of the game. You know, you yeah. don't want any more injuries, um, you know, to that offensive line. The running backs, there's a stable. I mean, you know, Mozart, you can start if you want. I'd rest him. I wouldn't play him at all. The guys like him and Tyreek, there's not a need. You know, don't put him out on the field. Jeff Wilson could probably use some playing time because he didn't play at all last week. Gaskin's going to probably, if he's healthy, going to get the ball quite a bit. Uh, we probably won't see A-chain at all. You know, Ahmed may have solidified his spot. I don't know how much he would even play. The kid that Chris mentioned, Brooks, the running back, will probably get a good amount of playing time. You know, that's, where, that's how they should approach it. On the defensive side, guys, honestly, you know, guys that maybe need playing time, put out there, but I'm not putting any of my starters out on the defensive side. I'm letting yeah, all these second and third stringers just let them, you know, let let them out there. I mean, you know, maybe a mix of a few guys here and there, you know, but with Duke Riley, Tyndale, Van Ginkle, you know, Peely, who we talked about, all of those guys you want to see out there, McKinley, safety position, Elijah Campbell, Get all those guys out there. And, you know, among those guys, you choose your second and third stringers for the season. Let them play the majority of the game. So that, that's the way I'm approaching it. You know, but, yeah, I think it's important. Well, the question was, do you play your starters? And really what you said was you want to play Tua. Uh, yeah, I think Tua in the offensive line, Mike, absolutely. Yeah. I okay. think that, you know, you keep them out there. Past that, you know, I, I did say that in a long roundabout way. You know, a few guys sprinkled in here and there. But, yeah, that's right. basically what I was saying. I would, I would put them out there initially and then just So you want the starting the line, you want Tua starting, and from there you're playing pretty much backups around. Pretty much backups, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And, Chris, what do, you, what, do you agree with that? Yeah, pretty okay. much the same. One thing I was going to say about Tua, too, though, is we got to make sure that our starters are playing. I mean, from the looks the of it right – 
Yeah, but exactly. From the looks of it right now, I mean, Williams is healthy, Hunt's healthy, and Jackson's healthy. But still, I mean, the left tackle and the left guard is kind of like a question. So, I mean, that's why I said I only want to see him go like one or two series, yep. just because the longer you keep him in, the longer, you know, because there was plays last game. I mean, I know it was with the twos, but like Skylar Thompson was just getting, you know, harassed. He was getting whacked. I mean, so, well, yeah, there was there was free shots right at him. And, you know, a couple times he pump faked or, you know, slowed him down a little bit, but. I think Lamb and Wynn did a good job, though, while Tua was in the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, other than those first two plays, which were, I mean, the second play was a bad snap by Connor Williams. But, I mean, yeah, other than those those two plays, I mean, I think they held off pretty good. It was good to see Tua, like we talked about earlier, just spreading the ball around. Nice what, long drive. What are All your right. thoughts on it, Mike? Well, I agree with both you guys for the, mo- for the most part. I, I may lean a little bit towards not playing him than playing him simply uh-huh. because, you know, Tua is Tua. Um, but I don't think it's going to hurt his accuracy or timing or anything like that because he's been practicing pretty much every day this preseason, and he looked good last week in the game. Yeah, one thing we didn't talk about either is um, when he got hit that one time, seeing the way he kind of, you know, went down yeah. like that's 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 a lot bigger than I guess people think about or realize. But I mean, that was good to see for me, like him getting hit, him falling. You know, I guess. Yeah, but the you right realize way, you quote, can't unquote. always control nah, your nah, fall. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like the ones you can control. Right. You know, you got to try to exactly. I, mean, I know uh, Lou said it, but Patrick Mahomes is the best at it. You know, being able to kind of go down or when he throws the ball kind of braces you know i mean Tua's got to take a page out of that book and just you know no one you can't to, expect Tua to be in mahomes that's not going to happen but yeah no, i think i, mean, I think you know, he can you know he can continue to work on his craft exactly and uh, part of doing that obviously is what he did this off season I, you know that that was that was ingenious if it works you know what i mm-hmm. mean so For we'll sure. see. Time it will is, tell. It's interesting. You know, the thing about Tua is this, is that he puts himself over and over again in a position to where he's contorting his body just to get passes off that aren't going to be completed anyway. And he does it often. And that's where the risk of injury comes in. You know, you, as Mike mentioned, you can't control that. You know, you, it, like if you get hit and you know you're getting hit, you know, you can prepare for it and fall a certain way. But when you're trying to force a pass when a guy's draped all over your leg and another guy's coming in at 100 miles an hour, you know, you can't do that sort of thing. You know, you've yeah. just got to go down, call it a day, come right back up. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best at doing that as well. He's like, okay, screw it. You know, you see him just duck his head and go to the ground when a guy's coming in. You know, he figures he could pick it up on the next play. You know, that's what Tua has to get in the habit of doing because way too many times, and I know you guys should be in agreement on this, you've seen it yourselves to where he just puts himself in a bad position throwing the football and he's got to eliminate that. Dump it to the running back, Lewis. What's that? Dump it to the running back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do whatever you got to do. It doesn't make any difference. That's what he should be looking to do under those situations, Not, not trying to wait on a potential hit you know what yes, i mean absolutely oh i agree well i'm talking about once it gets to that point mike you know i mean yeah you're talking about pre 
you know, pre him getting hit. I'm yeah, talking don't about, let it get to that point as often as you possibly absolutely. can. Yeah, if you can avoid it initially, that's fine. But once you're in that position to where a guy's on you, you know, just 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 call it a day. You know, just eat the ball and, you know, live yeah. to see another day. Yep. This game situation, there's a lot that goes into that decision-making, you know. Are we, are we down by two scores, you know? Well, if we are, he needs to be trying to throw the ball, you know. So a lot of things that factor into that that, that you know, are going to change the circumstance, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's a must-win game to get into the playoffs, you know, you take every sure. opportunity you can to make a play happen. Right. That so goes, Absolutely, that goes You know, it just... Like I said, game situation should dictate what he's doing. Uh, But anyway, thanks, guys, for joining me, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back after the ball game. Until then, fins up. Fins up, everybody. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Fins up, doll fans. All right, Finn fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right, until next week, be well and take care. Podcast Network.